guys, welcome back to the Training Camp Podcast. The Training Camp Podcast. I got a new chair. With a multitude of guests. <laughs> can't say he's wrong, am I right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You, dolphins. <laughs> no, I, I really like Stupid games. 5-0 last week. That's right. 5-0. Dak Prescott, you could lock up that four season. Again, it's not blazing hot, 65 degrees. I'm going to do this for fun. They threw to Michael Thomas. The Heat. How? Chicago. Yes, you guys get an F. And a little too much personality. No, no. Last week. No, no, Ravens? Oh, fuck. Give me that. <laughs> no way. There's no way. Hammering. Three. Really, do not. Talk about him. This was my fault. Flex the game. Here we go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Train Camp Podcast. Um, so this could possibly go out on a day that's not Thursday at 12:30, or it could go out the normal time. If you don't understand why, the power in my building is out. It's been out for a long time now. <laughs> so if the lighting looks bad, I apologize. I can't set up my lights because there's no power. Uh, if you're wondering how I'm recording the podcast right now, obviously camera battery operated, and I'm using my MacBook with a USB adapter to record the audio. So we went janky today, boys. <laughs> so yeah, apologies if this looks or sounds or is just a little whack compared to usual. Um, hopefully the power is back on because also then I can't edit the podcast <laughs> or put it on my other computer because my desktop needs power and we don't have pa- Also, I'm wearing a hat. I apologize. Yeah, I, I look like the stereotypical douchebag. I apologize. Uh, we didn't have... I I uh I can't use my this is gonna sound so stupid and cringy you guys but uh, I can't use my hair my hair dryer so my hair looked shitty so <laughs> we put a hat on anyways we're here for sports <laughs> um let's hop into the news of the week so um one of the biggest things over the weekend Jamal Adams Denver Nuggets guard obviously uh, tore his ACL he is like without a doubt gonna miss. The, the, the rest of the season as well as postseason if the Nuggets qualify, which looks like they will. Um, that sucks, man. Honestly, like, Jamal, Jamal, I think Jamal Murray is a very underrated and undervalued player. Uh, I mean, we saw what he did in that Jazz series last year. I think he's one of the reasons. Like, Jokic obviously is the number one on that team, but I think Jamal Murray gets forgotten about just because of how good Jokic is. Um, I am kind of curious, though, like, how this is going to change how the Nuggets play because they now have Aaron Gordon. I'm wondering if they're going to start doing, if they're going to go small ball, big ball, if they're going to, like, are they going to move Aaron Gordon to small forward and then bring in maybe like Bull Bull or someone? Or are they like going to start using um, a new system essentially just because, you know, Jamal Murray is the primary ball handler for that team. So yeah, that really sucks. Prayers up to Jamal Murray. Hope he has a full recovery. And ACLs are always scary too. Um, it also sucks because it was like with 50 seconds left in the game when it happened. So um, it was so close to just not even happening at all. I don't think it's going to hurt the Nuggets too much since we're kind of nearing the NBA postseason. But, um, yeah, no, that just, it really sucks. Uh, this happened today. For once, I did not miss out on big news. Can't wait for something to break tomorrow. But, hey, we got this one. Uh, Jadavian Clowney is signing with the Browns. It's, I think, up to $10 million. It's an $8 million deal that can go up to $10 million with incentives. Man, the Browns are... Browns are wild, man. They have such a good team. Like, roster-wise, probably the third best team. You got the Buccaneers, you got the Chiefs, are obviously like the one and the two. And I think the Browns could definitely have a good 
uh, case for number three. And now Jadavion Clowney on the other side of... Uh, oh, I know technically Jadavion Clowney is a linebacker, like an outside linebacker, so he might be on the same side as Miles Garrett, but maybe they'll line him up on the... I don't know. We'll see how it works. But with Miles Garrett on that defense, they obviously uh, made some really good moves this offseason as well. Picking up the big name was John Johnson II. They still have OBJ, who I think they should trade. They have a great O-line. They have two amazing running backs. If they keep Odell, they have a stacked wide receiver core. They have a stacked tight end core. Like, they are literally stacked at every single position. This is a Cleveland Browns team that was made in franchise mode and Madden, except not really because franchise mode and Madden is dog shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, th that's huge for the Browns. And I think with Kevin Stefanski now, they've kind of found that they're no longer the same old Browns. They are... Uh, they have found their identity. It looks like they're going to be a staple of the, NFC North, the AFC North and just the NFL in general for the next couple of years. Uh, next, James Wiseman. He had a uh, he suffered a right meniscus injury. I think he actually just went he underwent surgery like a couple hours ago, or he's set to undergo surgery. Uh, I just got the report a couple hours ago. So that sucks, man. I think Wiseman was definitely having a, a, a pretty under the radar rookie year just because he didn't have the highlights that like. Amman or uh, Lamelo had so uh, you, when when Lamelo went down, I said him and Anthony Edwards should like my butt. I mean was, but I mean why can't they both win Rookie of the Year? Because um, they were both showing off. Obviously Lamelo had the first half, and then Amman's been kind of showing off the second half. Um, but I mean, so you know, I don't think Wiseman was going to win Rookie of the Year. I just think it would have been interesting to see you know how he develops in the system with a month left in the with, with a month left in the season. Uh, but it sucks though. I mean, I feel like the Warriors have like the worst luck with big men. You know, David Lee was kind of like his play style was a little older once the Warriors started getting good, and then Bogut was literally just a rebounding guy, and he was getting old as well. So, and now they draft Wiseman, who was like the number one prospect in the draft for like the past two years. And then he fell to them at three. So, you know, it was it seemed like a blessing in disguise, and then and now he gets hurt. So hopefully he gets a full recovery. I think it's, it, the Warriors will be really interesting once they get Clay back. Um, what it'll be like if they ever like move on from Wiggins, they've kind of held on to Wiggins. They, you know, and then with Wiseman developing at center, I think it's a really interesting team. Next, uh, James Conner, just out of respect, we gotta do it. James Conner, uh, is now an Arizona Cardinal. I appreciate everything you've done for us. You were not the issue Randy's bitch ass was. <laughs> you were misunderstood and will be missed. Mwah. Also, I have a really bad history of jerseys now because it's official that James Conner's no longer a Steeler, so that sucks. We're gonna we're gonna put this on the back of the chair in memoriam for this episode. There we go. Alright, um, no, but good for the Cardinals, man. That I think James Conner, honestly, is going to be very, very underrated just because he, aside from the year where he stepped in for Le'Veon Bell, uh, he's kind of not been what he was in that year. He got injured the year after that, and then last year he just didn't have that much productivity, which I, if you watch this channel, you know it's not James Conner's fault, especially someone who watches every single Steelers game. It's not James Conner's fault. Uh, I think he's going to be great within the uh, Arizona Cardinals system. They still have Chase Edmonds, who's more of a receiving back. James Conner wasn't much of a receiving back. He's more of a power back. So you have those two. That's a great combo, honestly. I think he's going to fit in really, really well with the Cardinals. Next, Curry. Steph Curry, congratulations, man. Broke Wilt Chamberlain's uh, franchise record with the Warriors. I know it was only like 17, almost 18,000 points, uh, which is like, oh, it's only 17,000 points, which did kind of, I, I thought, I thought Steph had more than that. Honestly, 
I thought Steph had more than you know what he has points wise but I mean you look back he hasn't been in the league I don't know I feel like just the Warriors their dynasty it didn't last as long as we all thought it would but it felt like forever so it feels like Steph's been in the uh, NBA longer than he actually has been um but no yeah good for him I, I think it it wouldn't surprise me if Steph finishes like top five in points he's obviously gonna finish number one in three-pointers um so I think it's awesome I love Steph personally he's one of the, like the I think he's the perfect athlete if like you're a parent you want your kid to be, you want your kid to do sports he's like the perfect athlete to model over he's not selfish he's got like undeniable talent some of the, like, the greatest talent ever um but he you know he gave up being the number one so he could have Katie on his team he gave up shots so he could make sure Clay was getting his shots like I, I like that a lot within a player um but we also see how good he is and how good he's been able to get the Warriors uh this season honestly there's no way that they would have 26 wins if it wasn't for Seth Curry and lastly this is actually going to transition us into our, our next segment but Julian Edelman did retire so shout out to Julian Edelman. You pissed me off every single time you played my Steelers. And it wasn't really you. It was more the fact that we couldn't cover your ass. <laughs> um, you know, great career. I didn't know it was 12 seasons. I, I mean, obviously his first like three or four were pretty under the radar. I've said that like 40 times today already in this episode. But yeah, no, they were pretty, uh, they, they're definitely development years. And then he stepped into the spotlight. I think he's definitely more known as a postseason guy because that's when he really makes his marks. Um I mean, if you play fantasy football and you have a PPR league, aside from like the, re- the year that just happened, when he had Brady, he was a PPR fucking god. Oh my god, was Julian Edelman amazing uh, for PPR leagues. But I hate to be this person because he announced his retirement and then, of course, everyone started doing this. Hall of Famer, not Hall of Famer, definitely not a Hall of Famer. You're definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's exactly how it went. And I hate that we do that, but I'm going to do it too. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Is, is Edelman a Hall of Famer? I, I don't know, man. I think I was talking to uh, one of my guys at work about this, and I was like, I wish you could kind of just do like a playoff Hall of Fame and a regular season Hall of Fame, because playoff Hall of Fame, easily. I mean, he's got Super Bowl MVP, um, and he also ranks highly in receiving yards, touchdowns, tar- like uh, catch percentage, everything like that. And so, like, obviously, postseason, I think he would be a postseason Hall of Famer. I mean, I, being a wide receiver who gets a Super Bowl MVP alone basically kind of qualifies you to be a postseason Hall of Famer if that was a thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't – it's a really hard situation because there are – I mean, off the top of my head, there's four guys that are not in the Hall of Fame right now that have had better careers and, in my opinion, had more talent than Julian Edelman, and they're not in the Hall of Fame yet. That's uh, Torrey Holt. Sterling Sharp, uh, Heinz Ward, and Reggie Wayne. Those are like the four. I know they're also more recent too. And uh, yeah, all, all four of those guys, in my opinion, are better talents and also just had better careers than Julian Edelman. And this is Edelman who has, what, three Super Bowls, I believe? Um, and none of those guys have three. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's a really hard situation because... I do think that the four I named are, are are Hall of Famers. I think, in my opinion, they should all be first ballot Hall of Famers. Maybe Sterling Sharp a second, a second or a third just because of the injuries and everything. But, yeah, no, I think those those guys are first ballot Hall of Famers. I think, I think the idea of if you're a Hall of Famer or not a Hall of Famer, we saw this a lot with um, Philip Rivers when Philip Rivers announced his retirement. Oh, you're a Hall of Famer, you're not a Hall of Famer. Again, I like for that situation, I think that he is a Hall of Famer. But I think when people say that, they're more talking of if you're a first ballot or a second ballot Hall of Famer because, or a first ballot or just past that Hall of Famer because 
in my eyes, Philip Rivers is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he is a Hall of Famer. I, I mean, I think like a third or a fourth ballot, um, or even a second, honestly. I just don't think he's a first ballot. I think first ballot goes to like the greatest of the greats. I think, you know, like uh, multiple Super Bowl wins or, or a couple MVPs if you didn't get to a, if you didn't win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, like you own a couple records, stuff like that. That makes you a first ballot Hall of Famer. So is Julian Edelman, in my mind, a Hall of Famer? I think he is. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a second ballot Hall of Famer. I don't even think he's a third ballot Hall of Famer. He might be like a fourth or fifth ballot Hall of Famer. Um, and it's just, I mean, his career is kind of hard to gauge because a lot of times the wide receivers get yards because they're falling behind and quarter and teams are throwing a lot, so they get extra yards. I think I, I was going to list a couple of receivers, but honestly, that's basically the entire league. But when you play for the Patriots and you're not trailing hardly ever in your career, you don't get those garbage time point, uh, yards or touchdowns. And so, you know, when you look at Julian Edelman's numbers, they are really, really small, but it's probably for that reason. Um, and obviously, you know, Julian Edelman did stuff besides uh, at wide receiver. At wide receiver, he did block. He was a great blocker, but like besides wide receiving, a great punt returner. Uh, or yeah, a great punt returner, which basically kickstarted his career. And then you know he was great for like trick plays. Obviously, we're not talking like Taysom Hill, but he was a quarterback in college, so it did help him out there. But yeah, man, I he's just not a first through third. Uh, you can make an argument for fourth or fifth, but first through third, honestly, I think go to the guys who again at least on a record. Like honestly, if Michael Thomas reti- retired today. I don't know if he would be a Hall of Famer, but if he would, it would probably be like a third or a fourth because he, if retired today, he technically owns like the all-time receiving, uh, all-time receptions yards in a season. Just be, and I'm not saying Michael Thomas is or isn't. That's a conversation we can have some other time because that's a Michael Thomas is a crazy topic to talk about. But that's just in my mind, like first, second, third are all people who have records or people who, um, yeah, essentially just people who kind of dominated, and I don't think Julian Edelman necessarily dominated. Now, I'm saying dominated regular season and postseason. Hall of Fame, obviously, is a conjoined of the two. And, yeah, for me, Julian Edelman, he dominated the postseason. Yes, 100%, because, I mean, the postseason, you're not going to let up. You're going <laughs> to hammer the opponent into the ground, uh, and the Patriots did that. But in regular season, when you don't have to play a player, you're not going to. Or if you're up, you're not going to risk injury. Um, even though, you know, basically the reason Julian Edelman retired was because of injury. So that that's that's just how I see my mind. I think the idea of if you're a Hall of Famer or not has definitely been skewed by if you're a first ball, ballot Hall of Famer or a second ballot Hall of Famer. Because, I mean, like, the biggest arguments today are, like, Philip Rivers, uh, Eli Manning. Like, again, Eli Manning for me isn't a, isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's probably a second ballot Hall of Famer. He's got two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs as well. Um, and he beat... Both times, the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach in the NFL history. So, I mean, even Patrick Mahomes is a kind of a conversation. Like, would he already be in the in the Hall of Fame if he retired today? He probably wouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He'd probably be a second or a third ballot Hall of Famer just because, you know, in four years, he got to two Super Bowls. He got a Super Bowl MVP. He got a regular season MVP. He broke a bunch of records. Like, again, we're not going to talk about certain players. It's just I think the whole idea of how people see the Hall of Fame has been skewed by if you're a first bout or a second bout Hall of Famer, but you, there's more than that. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer, but it, it, it'll be a, a minute until he gets in. Um, I'm kind of curious what he's going to do afterwards. A lot of people are like, of course, Gronk came out and was like, here's a 69% chance he comes down to, to Tampa, which, nice, Gronk, nice. Um, I, I don't know. I think he'd be kind of an interesting analyst 
because he not only got to play with Brady, but, you know, also Belichick. And I think those people, the people who get to work with those two usually have some of the best insight when it comes to the game. That's like Wes Welker. I, I would love to hear him talk about the game. I wish, you know, Wes Welker would have been uh, a more prominent you know, personality out at once he had retired. And so I'm curious if Julian Edelman will join like the the ESPN team. Like I know that they're still kind of looking for the uh, booth and commentating people. So maybe they'll look at him. Maybe he'll just go and do his own thing. Maybe he'll be in NBC. Maybe he'll go on CBS. Like I'm really interested in what he's going to do. I really do like Julian Edelman a lot. I think he's like, he shows the grit and the grind. Uh, you know, he seventh round prospect. Almost was undrafted, essentially, too. Worked his way up, and he's basically a household name, I would say. I, I, I would say an NFL fan or an NFL watcher uh, household name. And so, yeah, good for Julian Edelman. I think you're, I think you're, you are Hall of Fame bound, just not for a while. Uh, in the next leg of the podcast, we're going to be doing playoff or takeoff for NBA teams, as well as what I mean. So, Stick around for that. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Train Camp Podcast. So, to make things worse, like I was already talking about how I don't have lighting. Uh, yeah. So, some of the nice things about this, though, is like I have a giant screen door right here, which basically takes up my entire, like, what's behind the camera. Like, literally the entire wall is basically a screen door. So, I get a lot of natural lighting, which is really, really nice. But uh, there's a bunch of dark-ass, like, dark-ass clouds coming. Like, it, it was raining earlier. Horizontal. Vertically. What's <laughs> that a word? Wait. Horizontally, <laughs> um, like it was straight, just sideways. So yeah, we've had some crazy weather, and it, so. But my point is, uh, if the lighting goes out, that's why, <laughs> because a giant ass dark cloud came and covered what was left of the sun. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's do playoff or takeoff. So essentially, these are five teams in each conference that are kind of like on the edge or on the on the edge of getting in or out of the playoffs. Um, and playoff, obviously, if I choose playoff, they're going to the playoffs. If I choose takeoff, they're taking off and going on vacation while everyone else is watching playoffs. Um, and so I think it's funny. A lot of people are like, yeah, they're going to be watching the game from their couch. No, they're not. Teams that don't make the playoffs are not watching the game from the couch. They are in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, that's bad. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, they are in uh, Cabo San Lucas. They are in Puerto Vallarta. They are in Italy watching these games on a three thousand dollar sofa you know it's true um so uh let's do now oh, we're not gonna go by conference we're just gonna we're gonna willy-nilly this all right so the first team we're gonna talk about actually we are gonna go by conference we're gonna do let's do the eastern conference first <laughs> make up make up your fucking mind connor um so the first team the charlotte hornets playoff or takeoff um currently they are uh, the seven seed but you know what? I'm actually going to choose takeoff here. Um, I think the injury to LaMelo is going to be its going to be one of the biggest reasons why. I still do like their team, honestly. I, I think I used to be a non-fan of Terry Rozier. Still don't like his contract, but uh, I like the way, what he brings to the team. I like Gordon Hayward a lot as well. And then with LaMelo and just, honestly, it's a great young team. Um, but I think the LaMelo injury is going to it's it's gonna hurt them a little bit more than people were expecting. Obviously, we are all kind of expecting it to be like the reason they fall off if they do. But I think it's it's gonna create more of a fall off than we expect. Uh, I still think they'll probably finish like the nine or the ten seed. So that's the thing that kind of sucks though is they're not they're gonna miss it on the playoffs, but also not have like a great pick. So, but honestly, it's kind of an interesting free agent destination because they're young, they're talented. And uh, they have some space, so uh, some cap space, so players might want to go and sign them for agencies. 
in the free agency, in free agency. Um, but yeah, no, I just don't think, I just think especially because of the LaMelo injury that I don't think that they will, um, make it to the playoffs, which sucks because they haven't been in a minute. Um, but I think next season they are basically in my mind, a lock unless like a big injury happens next, the New York Knicks, the Knickerbockers. Um, yeah, I I think they go to the playoffs. I think 100%. I think they kind of went on a, a downward skid there for a little bit, which wasn't really even a skid because I know they were technically the four seed like a month and a half ago. But the East is just so close and condensed that you can't judge them falling to the eight seed is what I believe that they are right now. You can't judge them going to the eight seed. It's like, oh, well, they fell four seeds. It's like, no, they probably lost one game and they just happened to fall that far. Um, I think that they're, I think they're going to be fine. I think I, I really liked the moves that they made at the trade deadline. Obviously their head coach hiring over the off season, one of the biggest reasons they're having success right now. You just need a new owner, man. Your owner's a garbage human being. Just get a new owner. <laughs> It'll be fine after that. Um, but I think it's awesome. One, one of the things that I constantly vouch for is like when the LA teams and the New York teams, cause they're the biggest markets are good. Then whatever league that, oh, huh. The heating just kicked back on. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, whatever uh, league they're in will then... I lost my train of thought. But it'll it'll be great. <laughs> the New York teams and the, Chicago, and the uh, Los Angeles teams are kind of like what sell leagues, honestly. Like when the Lakers are great and the Knicks were great. That was when like the NBA... No, it was at its peak. But like it just feels like the golden days. You know, when, when the Giants or the Jets and uh, the Rams or the Chargers in this case, are great, then the NFL is great. When the Dodgers are great and the Yankees are great, which is like almost all consistently, uh, then the MLB feels great. It's just the bigger markets, when they have success, and it makes the overall league that they're in have success as well. Uh, the Indiana Pacers. Pack you guys' bags. You guys are taking off. I don't know. It's For me, there are, there are two more teams I want to talk about, obviously, and one of them will get the playoff spot. And I just think... I'm not going to spoil who it is, but the team that I'm going to swap in for them, I think has more talent, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I just think uh, the Pacers, I like Malcolm Brogdon a lot. I like Sabonis a lot, and I like Miles Turner a lot. But it seems like together they don't really work. I also like uh, TJ Warren a lot too. But, like, I don't know. I, I think that they definitely got a good piece in Karis LeVert within that, when they traded away Oladipo. But I think it's going to take them time to find out who they are as a team, especially with Karis LeVert, because Karis LeVert hasn't had that much time to mesh with the team. I just think that kind of like the Hornets are just going to go on a little bit of a downward spiral and lose more games than they win uh, in the in the final stretch of the season, which will kind of push them out. Because I believe right now they are the eighth seed. So I like the Pacers. Or no, they are the 10 seed. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I like the Pacers, but I just don't think they have uh, – the overall talent. I like their coaching too, but their talent and honestly their depth is a little lacking too. Their bench kind of, their bench is an issue where, you know, when the starters come off and the bench has to go in for 10 minutes to give the starters rest, they kind of start to fall behind. So I think it, once the Pacers can get a little more depth, then their stars can play, uh, can take some more time off. They'll be more fresh for the games and uh, when just win more quarters, which obviously leads to more wins because that's how basketball works. <laughs> So, sorry, Pacers, but you guys, in my mind, are not going to the playoffs. 
The team that I do think is going to the playoffs. I'm going to spoil it right away. The Bulls. Yes, I think the Vucevic trade, honestly, was one of the best moves of like the past couple of years with him and Levine. And if they are able to get Markin in on like a somewhat reasonable contract because he's probably going to get overpaid. Uh, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, that's a, that is an up-and-coming team, honestly. Kind of like how I talked with the Hornets, that, they're, that the Hornets are kind of a lock next year for the playoffs. I think the Bulls are too. But with the addition of Vucevic, again, it's going to take some time to mesh. Very similar to Karis LeVert. It's going to take some time to mesh with the team and the system but i think vucevic he's he's a he's a veteran at this point he's 30 years old he's 30 years old it's not like i said 38 he's 30 years old and uh he he he's a veteran he knows how to adjust to different systems i know he's been in miami but they've had a lot of coaches so um so i think they'll be fine i think it wouldn't surprise me if they start if they popped off and went on like an eight or nine game winning streak just because I honestly, one of the nice things about that team too is their foundation of defense. Patrick Williams kind of showed that when they took him this year in the draft. Is like they want to go defensive heavy too. Because I mean, one of the biggest things with Patrick Williams is he's a poor man's Kawhi Leonard, which I agree. Um, so yeah, I think the Bulls are going to go to the playoffs. Last team, the Toronto Raptors. I'm bringing them up because they had one of the biggest drop offs from last year and like even the last two years. And I just don't think, yeah, you guys are going to take off. You guys are going go on vacation. Go 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 to go to Italy. Watch the game on a three thousand dollar sofa. Um, I think that I don't know I actually have no idea what, what's going on with the Raptors but the way that they look when I'm watching them play just looks unorganized they have the talent they have the coaching they have the depth Ugh. um but it's just not coming together they have been they, they kind of remind me of the Chargers they're like the Chargers of the of the NBA where it's like they're this close in every single game, and then so they just get like the short end of the stick. Uh, with charge, obviously it was coaching with Anthony Lynn, but I don't think Dick Nurse is the issue here. Um, I just I don't know. It seems like they don't have an identity, and uh, my voice is probably <laughs> I'm 20 years old. Um, so yeah, I just I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with the Raptors. I couldn't tell you what the solution is in this case right now, um, and so it just looks very unorganized. And I think that's going to be the downfall of them. All right, moving over to the Western Conference. Let's start. With the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks, yes, playoff. I think they will go to the playoffs. I think they've got the talent with Luka and Porzingis. When healthy, they play really amazingly together. They've got the coaching. They have the depth. I think those are the three biggest. I know it's the most obvious things. Your stars, your depth, your coaching. But honestly, there are teams, Los Angeles Clippers, that don't have success when they do have all three of those things. Um, but I do think the Mavericks will make it. They started off very slow, so it wouldn't surprise me if they end the season as the 7 or the 8 seed. But... Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one because I think they'll be fine. Next, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies right now currently are the eighth seed as I'm recording this. I could be wrong, but um, I, I'm, I love the Grizzlies, man. I love the Grizzlies. I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I love John Morant. I love Jonas Valanciunas. Like, that entire team I think is really, really, really fun to watch. They're, 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 they're like the Western Conference version of the Hornets with a little bit more talent in my opinion. But I don't have them make the playoffs. You guys, they, they're takeoff. Um... I don't know. It's kind of similar to the Raptors, man. Like, they have the pieces, and they're, they're like, almost there. They're just, like, almost there. And I think that's just the, with the players being young. John is second year uh, of, in the league. Uh, Jaron Jackson is third year of the league. Uh, I just think it's going to take some time for them to, again, if I'm talking teams that are locks for next year's playoffs, I think the Grizzlies are a lock. But I still think this year they're just they're a year away. Uh, if we go to the next team, the Spurs. The Spurs, man. The team that always is in the playoffs. It's always, oh, wait, they weren't in the playoffs last year. That's crazy. Yeah, they're not going to be in the playoffs this year either. I'm sorry, man. I like Popovich a lot, but this team, 
that he's coaching right now. Underrated, I will say. It is an underrated team. I think there's a lot of players on the scene. Like Lonnie Walker is a very underrated player in the NBA. But I don't know. It just – he's un, like there are underrated players in this team. But then they play how – like why they – for reasons that they are underrated. Like you'll be like, oh, yeah, Lonnie Walker is great. And then he'll have like a really, really bad stretch. And you're like, but Connor, I thought you just said that Lonnie Walker is great. And you're like, I did. But – and then Lonnie Walker pop off. And they're like, oh, that. And then he'll – and so – inconsistencies everywhere which is really weird for a Popovich team honestly but um they're right there so it's not like they're falling off and they're going to be the one or two pick in the draft next year but um I think that they do kind of need a top draft pick or like a top sign free agent signing if they want to get back to where they were you know like three years ago where they're making the playoffs every single year and being a, a consistent pest um they just don't have that foundation you know uh it sucks they, they also don't really have too many veterans. The biggest one, biggest named veteran that they used to have that they obviously had a buyout was Marcus Aldridge. Um, DeMar DeRozan I like a lot, but I don't know, man. DeMar DeRozan just looks weird in a Spurs uni, and it just he plays differently. He, I feel like his, his style has changed since he left the Raptors. Uh, so they are takeoff for me. The next team, the Golden State Warriors, who are currently not in the playoffs, will be in the playoffs. Yes, that's weird to say because I just talked – earlier about the Wiseman injury, but um, I like coaching a lot. I do like Steve Kerr. I think Steve Kerr's gotten a little too much flack for the way the Warriors have played the last two seasons. Um, yeah, they also lost like all their team, and uh, like I mentioned when we were talking about Steph earlier, this team is not winning 26 games currently. Like They would not be at 26 wins right now if Steph was on this team. It wasn't on this team. Uh, Steph is the foundational piece. I honestly think Steph could... I think Steph could go on a fucking tear in this this last stretch of the season and possibly push his name to the MVP um because I don't know man he dropped 53 on the night he he passed Will he shows that he's still got the talent he's got on all all aspects of offense passing uh playmaking vision his dribbling is still amazing his shooting obviously unmatched the best shooter of all time so I mean I just I don't know if if Curry averages like 38 this last month I would not be surprised at all. So, yes, I do think that the Warriors will make it in. And then, lastly, the Pelicans. Yes. I like the Pelicans a lot. But I said yes as if they were going to make the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. The Lonzo injury is the biggest thing for me. For me, the two teams that I was kind of tossing up were the Pelicans and the Warriors just because... I like the Grizzlies a lot. I like the Spurs a lot. But the Pelicans, I was like, man, they're, they're really starting to find them. They're really starting to find themselves. Like, Zion's really – he's so uh, – no one talks about him anymore. He was all people talk about two and a year – last year and the year before. And now it's – no, it's not. It's like Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. So they just forgot. It's like that Toy Story meme where it's like, I don't want to play with you anymore. They did that to Zion. They totally did. Um, so I just – if the Lonzo didn't happen, I think they would make the playoffs. I think they would sneak in as the eighth seed. I think they would beat out the Warriors for it. But, you know, I think I'm really wondering if they're going to be – if they don't run Zion, like, essentially as a point guard, as like a point forward, essentially, then they're doing it wrong. Because when Zion has the ball in his hands, they're scoring baskets. And you have a bunch of players who – I think this is one of the best things about the Pelicans is that they have almost their entire roster is great at getting open off the ball. And they also have great off-the-ball shooters and, and – uh, well, I was going to say playmakers, but that's what getting open off the ball means. And so when you can run the offense through a – tank like Zion, then you're going to have success. But they didn't do that very much. Uh, they were doing it more through Lonzo. And Lonzo, I feel so bad. Lonzo was heating up, and then he gets hurt. Like, 
What is that? It sucks is what it does. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, if the Lonzo injury didn't happen, I think they would sneak in. But because I, th- I know it sounds like that's the main reason, and it's a big reason. It's not the main reason, um, but it's the biggest reason for me. I, I, but, you know, if they start using if they start using Zion as like a point forward, then, hey, anything's possible. Wouldn't surprise me because, God, he's so good. All right, let's move into what I mean for the last five minutes or six, however long this show has left. The first leg was honestly really, really short. It was like five minutes shorter than usual, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, so, first, but I mean. I know the team is still fine. They're ident- I've said identity like 30 times in this episode. That and what, what was I saying at the beginning of the episode? Whatever. Who cares? I know that this team is still finding their identity and that their division is absolutely stacked. But, I mean, why can't the Cardinals win the NFC West? We talked about the James Conner acquisition. I didn't want to talk about it too much because I had this but I mean coming up. And the power just went out again. It never came back. Well, it had to come back for somewhat because my heating kicked on, and now it just went out again. That's wild. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, I think, yeah, I didn't want to talk about it that much because we had this but I mean coming up. I, now that you have a power back and you have a receiving back with Chase Edmonds and James Conner, flip the James Conner's the power back and Chase Edmonds is the receiving back. Now you have D-Hop. You have... Uh, AJ Green is your wide receiver two. You have uh, Christian Kirk is your wide receiver three. Fitz hasn't officially retired, so if he does come back, he's your wide receiver four. And then this draft, you just literally need two things. You need a replacement for Patrick Peterson, which you can't get in the, with a year one corner, obviously. And you need a line. That's it. Your running back, solved. Wide receiver, solved. I guess you could use a tight end. Uh, your quarterback, solved. Your O-line, work in progress. You could. That's O-line, cornerback. You don't really need to draft the tight end, but... Oh, man, what Kyle Pitts went to the Cardinals. Oh, my God, that'd actually be so amazing. Oh, that'd actually be so amazing. Anyways, why, why, why not? They have the talent on defense as well. I think veteran leadership, shout out Lucky Fultu Herman alum. Um, they just need to work on their outside secondary, as in not their safeties, but their corners a little bit. I think it's possible. I think it's, uh, this is probably like one of the most realistic but I means I've ever had. <laughs> we saw how my buddy me went over last week. Um, but I mean, number two. I know they're consistently asked and they don't even have a good roster. And I know it's stupid. I'm even going to act like this is a realistic possibility. But I mean, why why can't the Pirates be like a top 15, top 17 team in the MLB this year? Yes, I'm a Pirate fan. It sucks. We are essentially a farm team for other, for the bigger market teams with more cap space and more, just more cap, more money. To, to take our good players. It sucks. It's not going to happen. I just, maybe if I say it out loud, it'll happen. But, man, I miss the days when we, like, almost went a second series into the playoffs. But, I mean, why why not? That was more for me. <laughs> Let's get into the third, but I mean. But, I mean, <laughs> number three. Uh, I know the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Bills, the Packers. Like, there's a bunch of teams, essentially, that are kind of, like, existing and kind of like the top teams in the uh in the nba or in the nfl right now but i mean why can't the browns win the super bowl i know i'm a steelers fan but like the like I, like I was mentioning when we were talking about the clowny signing like the browns have one of the best rosters i think arguably a top three roster in the nfl i was just talking about the cardinals and what like what they need all right let's go through the browns quarterback Essentially, if they run the ball, check. Running backs, that's right, backs, plural, check. Tight end, check. Wide receivers, check. O-line, check. Defensive line, check. Linebackers, check. 
Secondary, check, 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 check. That's safeties, corners, everything. Uh, they're getting players back from injury. They made great moves in the offseason. They have a, a head coach, check. Um, yeah, no, I think... I think the Browns are like one of the best bets of the Super Bowl. I don't think they will win. I, I mean, they could. Ah, I mean, they. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. I mean, they could. They could do it. Um, I think the reason I was just like, I don't think they will, is because I was about to say because they're the Browns and they have a history of not winning. I mean, my question mark is with Baker. I'm not sure if Baker can get them that far. But if they run the ball and use that to open up their offense. Anything's possible. I mean, they almost beat the they almost beat the Chiefs. That game was super close. I know Patrick Mahomes got injured, but up until the injury, the game was still close. I mean, even after the injury, it was still close. But it's not like the injury happened in the first quarter, and that's why it was close. No, the game was close the entire game essentially. Um, yeah, no, I think the I I hate I hate saying this because like just being a Steelers fan, I'm like yeah, the Browns. That's like our little brother. We always get two free wins off of them. Yeah, it's definitely not two free wins anymore. Uh, Oh, man, Pittsburgh's really about to be the third best team in their division. Okay, before I go into any more pain, <laughs> that's 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 it for what I mean. That's also it for the show. Um, make sure if you guys want if you guys want to listen, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are also on uh, Spotify Podcasts. And uh, if you are listening on those, we have a video version on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you guys check that out. There's also a bunch of special links down in the description you guys can use. Make sure you guys check those out. And honestly, I'm going to end the podcast here. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. And I am so excited for next week. Oh, my God, you guys. I know what you can. I cannot even express how excited I am for next week's episode. If you guys can be here for any of the episodes, go watch them all first. And then, like, next week's episode, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I think next week's episode is one of the most excited I've been in a long-ass time. But... We're gonna end. We're gonna end the podcast here. I'm running out of lighting. Everything's gotten dark, dude. It is what it is. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. I'll see you guys next time.